What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Wednesday, April 22nd, man. Hopefully, all you guys are doing good out there. Hopefully, all you guys are safe, man. Continue to wash your hands. Look up ways to strengthen your immune system. Stay at home as much as possible unless you absolutely have to go out, man. You know, go get your groceries. Go shop, you know, but be smart. You know, take a run, take a hike, be productive. Keep your body in shape, man. Don't get lazy because once you get lazy, lazy, you know, breeds, you know, inconsistency, man. So just try and be productive. Try and pick up some new skills, some new traits. But as always, man, hopefully all you guys are just safe out there, man. Let's be smart. Let's try and get through this coronavirus as a group. Let's not try and be stupid about it. Let's not be selfish about it because everybody's going through the same things right now for the most part. And let's just do our best so we can get out of this and get back to our regular scheduled lives, man. Hopefully all you guys are doing good out there, man, because I'm in LA and it's starting to get hot as I don't know what. And we had an earthquake last night, but it's been kind of crazy, but I'm still doing good nonetheless. And hopefully you guys are too. But with that being said, so a few hours ago, my Michigan State Spartans got their first basketball commitment in the class of 2021, which is the junior class getting ready to be the senior class in the fall. And the first commitment goes by the name of Pierre Brooks II. Now, if you're a Michigan State basketball fan, if you're a Michigan high school basketball fan, you should know who Pierre Brooks II is. Now, Pierre Brooks II, if you don't know who he is, is a 6'6 shooting guard slash small forward, which means he can play on the wing pretty much. He's from Detroit, Michigan. He currently goes to Frederick Douglass Academy, in Detroit, and he actually played on the Nike EYBL circuit, the 16U team for the family, which is Michigan's EYBL affiliate. And so, this past season, in his junior year, Pierre averaged 26.8 points per game, seven rebounds per game, and three assists per game. His game is pretty much, for Spartan fans out there, he honestly reminds me a lot of a stronger, more physical Joshua Langford. And I know Josh Langford has been hurt, so we haven't been able to see him play basketball in a while. But Pierre Brooks II honestly reminds me of Joshua Langford again, except he's probably stronger. I think Josh's handle is a bit better, but honestly, he's a tank, man. He's a he's a machine. He's a scoring first type wing. He has deep NBA range. His mid-range game is unbelievable. He has a fall away, fade away game off of one leg. That's really tough shot to hit that he has really good balance on. He's good with the step back jumper. He's good at just getting to the rim and posterizing defenders and making them pay for, you know, being a slight second late on the help side defense. Pierre Brooks II is the goods, man. And honestly, if this coronavirus pandemic didn't strike and they were to play on the regular schedule EYBL season, I really think Pierre Brooks II stock was getting ready to take off. Like, he's that good, man. I, I feel like the Kansases were getting ready to offer him. I feel like he was going to get that attention from Duke and possibly even Kentucky. Like, I really think he's that good. Like, I know he's not ranked too high. I think he's honestly ranked low on 24-7 sports and ESPN and all the recruiting sites. But I think if everybody were, were to be able to have the regular schedule EYBL season, I really think he was going to be one of the biggest stock risers, man. Like, he's just a different type of player. I watched the game... Um, actually, last summer, they were playing in the thing called the U.S. Open Championship. They were playing against Team BABC, which is also an EYBL affiliate based out of the Boston, Massachusetts area. And Pierre Brooks, in the championship game, went off for 40 points. And I remember thinking to myself right after that game, and he did it in a variety of ways, getting all the 40 points from the free throw line, from the rim, from the you know the, the mid-range jumper, all of it. And I, I literally remember telling myself after that game, Coach is on staff, need to offer this guy ASAP, no Rocky. And literally, probably like a month or two later, in August, they offered him. They offered him officially on August 7th, and I was super happy. And they actually offered him alongside a couple of his teammates and Kobe Bufkin and Jaden Akins, who are both Michigan State targets as well. But getting Pierre, man, is a big, big stepping stone 
for the class of 2021 because I really think we needed a win because, again, I really don't expect Aaron Henry to be in a Michigan State uniform after this next season. Gabe Brown will probably still be there. We'll still probably have Malik Hall, you know, Joey Hauser. But really, we needed some help on the wings. And I think Pierre Brooks give us a big addition and a boost off the wing. I really think he could come in as a true freshman and be an immediate impact. Like, he already, to be honest with you, has a college-ready body. Like, it's a reason that he had offers from Michigan State, Michigan, Xavier, Alabama, Arizona State. And his top three was actually Michigan State, Michigan, and Xavier. And I know he had Northwest interest. And it's funny because I actually read on 24-7 Sports, like, He's actually been in a good, consistent relationship with Coach Izzo and the staff in Michigan State in general since going back to the eighth grade. So their relationship has been spanning for, you know, going on four years now. So I think that really helps, too. I think Coach Izzo and staff did a phenomenal job of recruiting him, phenomenal job of making him and his family feel like they're one in, in, in the same of the Michigan State family. And I think it's just a huge pickup, man. I know he's been on campus, you know, multiple times. I'm pretty sure he was at the Michigan game in East Lansing earlier this year. He's been at all the big-time games. I'm just happy we got this dude, man, because... Because, I, again, I really think, like, if the UIBL season were to continue as scheduled, he was going to take off, man. Like, I really think he was going to be one of the best players in the UIBL. Because right now, he's severely underrated. But it does not matter because once he gets to East Lansing, the whole world is going to know who Pierre Brooks II is, man. This guy is the goods. Happy to have him suit up for the green and white in a few years. Cannot wait to see how much better he gets from this summer to now. And if you actually pay attention, like, I actually, you know, look at his Twitter feed. And he actually posts, like you know, workout videos and stuff like that. So you can tell he's a grinder. He fits the perfect scenario for Michigan State. You know, he's the perfect, um, he, he epitomizes the term that Coach Izzo and staff came up with, the OKG term, which means our kind of guys, which means Michigan State's type of players. And, and he really fits that to a T. And again, I just cannot wait to watch Pierre Brooks, the second suit up in Michigan State green, man. So this is a huge win. Shout out to Spartan Nation. You guys should definitely be happy, man. Cannot wait to have this dude suit up in East Lansing, man. Moving on, though. As happy as I am to announce that, I'm even sadder to announce that the legend, one of my favorite coaches, regardless women's basketball, men's basketball, I don't care, Muffin McGraw announced her retirement today. Now, this honestly came as a huge, and I mean a huge shock to probably not even just me, but I believe to you know women's basketball fans, college basketball fans, basketball fans, period, out there. Like, I really did not expect Muffin McGraw to retire anytime soon. And I know, you know, coaches can't coach forever. You know, we all die. It's inevitable, sadly. But I really did not think Muffin McGraw was going to step away from the sidelines anytime soon. Like, I can't even imagine Notre Dame's basketball without Muffin McGraw. I can't even imagine ACC basketball without Muffin McGraw. I know that's crazy that sounds because you got Coach K and Coach Williams and stuff like that. But when it comes to women's basketball, Coach Muffin McGraw is one of the greatest of all time. She's in the same breath as, may she rest in peace, Pat Summit. She's in the same breath as Gina Ariyama, you know, Kim Mulkey, and there's a few others there. You know, Don Staley's on her way up there too, but Muffin McGraw is a certified, bona fide legend. She's one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time. Well, let me rephrase that. She's one of the greatest coaches of all time, period. Regardless of level, regardless of, you know, gender, she's one of the best, man. And for her to retire... It's crazy. Like, like, let me just read off some accolades from her resume at Notre Dame. She's a two-time national champion. In 2001, she won. And in 2018, she's, she was named three times to the Naismith Coach of the Year Award. She has nine Final Four appearances, one in 2001, 2011, 2012, 2014, 2015, 2018, and 2019. Overall, her overall head coaching career, because she was a head coach at Lehigh for five years before she made the transition over to South Bend and Notre Dame, her overall coaching record 
is 905 to 272. Think about that. And then her overall coaching record at Notre Dame alone is 848 to 251. I want to say that's like a 75 winning percentage. So that's crazy, man. She's a phenomenal coach. And again, it really just sucks that she retired. She was also named to the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame in 2011. She was also named to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in 2017. So her name is in Springfield, Massachusetts, alongside all the great Hall of Famers. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, she actually did become the head coach for Notre Dame in the 1987-1988 season. And she's just been successful ever since. Like, I think ever since Notre Dame made the jump to the ACC, which I believe was in 2014, if I'm not mistaken, she has five ACC tournament championships. She won four in a row from 2014 to 2017. And she just won one this past season in 2019. She also has six ACC regular season titles. Think about that, too. Like, she just has winning every single place that you look on her resume, man. Muffin McGraw is one of the greats, and there's no doubt about that in my mind, man. I'm glad, you know, hopefully she enjoys retirement, but man, this is it's honestly a loss for college basketball. Like, I, I truly believe that. I know, you know, this is much bigger than that. Like, I, hopefully she gets to enjoy her family, her friends, her loved ones, all that stuff that she didn't have time for before. Hopefully she gives all that time to what she, you know, loves to do. And, you know, of course she loves the coach, but hopefully she gives her time to, the, to more important things, what I'm trying to say. But nonetheless, this sucks. But at the same time, this move did sound a little bit premeditated. And why? Because Neil Ivey, Neil Ivey, who actually went to Notre Dame and played under Muffin McGraw for five seasons. Um, she's actually from St. Louis, Missouri. She was an All-American point guard at Notre Dame. She actually led the Irish to their first national championship and coached Muffin McGraw's first national championship in 2001, which is actually funny, was in St. Louis, Missouri. So she actually won a national championship in her hometown in 2001. She was a 1,000-point scorer at Notre Dame. And she's just been one hell of a coach ever since, to be honest with you. So after Notre Dame, she actually went and played in the WNBA for about five to six seasons. She played, you know, brief, a couple brief stints with the Indiana Fever, the Detroit Shock, who I don't even think exist anymore right now, and the Phoenix Mercury. And then she, she stopped playing there. Immediately after she stopped playing, she began her coaching career. So after she stopped playing, she immediately became an assistant coach at the University of Xavier. She coached there for about three seasons from 2005 to 2007. And then she left and she went back to Notre Dame to become an assistant coach under Coach Muffin McGraw, where she was an assistant coach from 2007 to 2015. And then she was promoted to an associate head coach in 2015. And that was her title from 2015 to 2019. And then she left for one season to, to be a head, excuse me, she left after that to be an assistant coach under Taylor Jenkins, the head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, and she played a big piece of their success for the Memphis Grizzlies this past season because if you don't know, before the virus struck, they were actually competing for that 8C, like John Morant, Brandon Clark Jr., Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Grayson Allen. That young core was actually playing pretty well. Neil Ivey was a, not a, the biggest reason, but she was definitely a factor in the reason that they were competing in the Western Conference with such a young ball club. And so it was actually announced today that she also has just become the new women's head basketball coach at the University of Notre Dame, replacing her former head coach and, again, the legend, Muffet McGraw. So this is, I honestly think it's a good move because, you know, 
Of course, you know, Neil Ivy, she's been through the fire. She's been through the tournament. She's been through the regular season games. She knows what it takes as a player. So I think she'll be able to relate to a lot of players. Of course, she's been around Muffin McGraw for majority of her life. So she knows all the expectations. She knows what it takes to be great. She knows what it takes to run a successful program. And that's one thing I like about it too. She just knows. She's been playing for forever. She knows the back ends. And I don't want Notre Dame fans to compare her to Muffin McGraw. I think she will continue the success and, you know, all the riches of Notre Dame women's basketball, but don't compare to Muffin McGraw early. You know, Muffin McGraw is a legend. She's in a class of her own. Give Neil Ivy some time to really be a successful coach. And I think honestly, it will work out for her. This is her first time getting a head coaching gig. And for her to get it at her alma mater, I think it's the perfect fit for her. And I think, again, I think, you know, she has to find her, her niche when it comes to recruiting, but I think she knows exactly what it takes to be a successful coach and to be the heir to the throne to her former head coach, Muffin McGraw, man. So I do like this move. Hopefully Notre Dame hoops when it comes to the women's basketball side is still successful for years to come. And honestly, it's just crazy, man, because I, I don't even think about, when I think about Notre Dame's basketball, the first person that comes to my mind is Muffin McGraw. Like I literally remember them in the final four last year where they ended up losing in the national championship game um, to, to or, uh, excuse me, to Baylor, but they beat UConn in the final four. And I actually remember her, you know, behind the scenes, she was behind the scenes of an interview. She's in the background of an interview. One of her players getting interviewed and she was dancing. She was doing like the, the Notre Dame fighting Irish dancing. So I was just like, man, for her not to be on the sidelines anymore is honestly crazy, but we wish her the best in retirement. You know, hopefully she gets to enjoy some of the things that she didn't get a chance to really enjoy while she was coaching, man. But man, this is a huge loss. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm just going to say it. it's a big, big loss for college basketball, for women's basketball, for basketball in general, man. Muffin McGraw is a certified legend. I just want her to know that. I don't know if she'll hear this, but for a fact, she's a legend to me and she'll always be that. And hopefully again, she enjoys, you know, retirement. I hope, I really hope she does it for Neil, Neil Ivy. Hopefully she has all the successes at Notre Dame. Hopefully she's able to continue the winning ways of Notre Dame women's basketball. I really think she will because just because she knows, she knows what it's like to be a player. She knows what it's like to be a coach. Her biggest thing is probably going to have to be filling out her coaching staff. I don't know how long she's been looking into her coaching staff. I don't know if she has a coaching staff laid out already, but I think that's going to be an important thing, an important factor too. And I really do think Notre Dame is going to continue their, their ways. I really think she'll have them in contention. You just got to give her a couple seasons because it does take a couple seasons to really get accustomed to not only being a brand new head coach, but just getting accustomed to being a head coach and trying to be and run a successful program. Because again, you're replacing one of the greatest coaches of all time, man. But shout out to Muffin McGraw, shout out to Neil Ivy. Hopefully, you know, she has all the success in the world, man. And again, hopefully just Muffin McGraw enjoys her retirement, man. But as always, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports, man. I'm a college basketball writer slash journalist for Nuts and Bolts Sports, excuse me. Also featured alongside a whole bunch of other great journalists and writers at Nuts and Bolts Sports. We are at we are also at Nuts and Bolts Sports SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Please go check us out on both platforms because I know you guys are dying and drooling and hungry for some sports content because we don't have sports going on right now. Trust me and believe me when I say that Nuts and Bolts Sports definitely has you guys covered, man. Again, that is at Nuts and Bolts Sports SP on both Twitter 
and Instagramming. Also, I'm a podcast host on their podcast network alongside a whole bunch of other great podcast and content creators on Nuts and Bolts Sports, man. And again, we are at Nuts and Bolts Sports SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Please go follow us, check us out, and do what you got to do, man. But as always, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Please leave a rate and review. That is how we share, grow, and expand the podcast. You guys be safe out there. Continue to get better. Please do not get lazy. Use this time to be wise. You know, refocus. You know, shape up your vision. Do what you got to do. Set your goals and your dreams and your plans in a line, man. But as always, peace, love, and blessings gone.